Welcome to Question Box. I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. So this week we're talking about astrology. Mm -hmm. And yes, because of the motions of the celestial bodies is how I knew those things were going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so you're the expert. I'm just introing the show, so I have something to say, and it seems like I'm contributing. You're the skeptic. <laughs> I'm the skeptic. So, uh, oh, we should have structured this as a debate. That would have no. been lively. Um, no. So you're going to tell us all about the history, and you're going to read our star charts or present them at some point. And I just know the recent, like, sort of factual history about how astrology became commercialized. So I'll talk about that later. The money, the business. The business. And then you know, you have the dirt on Miss Cleo, which is itself yes. a great scandal. It is a great scandal. Talk about it's later. true crime, too, which I didn't even... That's wild. I think they're running out of true crime. Oh, who are you, by the way? Like, for real, who are Let's you? introduce ourselves. So as we said, this is the Question Block podcast. We're the co-owners of Secret Loft. I'm... Alex, I go by at Wires of NYC on Instagram and Mixcloud if you want to hear some DJ mixes. And you are? I'm Arielist everywhere. <laughs> uh, there's a, on Instagram, it's Ariel.ist, Arielist.org, no dot. That's my real name. So, yeah. All right. Well, it's, like, it's like my mom knew she yeah. had a premonition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, your name did predict. Yeah, that I think they've looked at. And we'll, Abdonyms? Yeah, and if that influences the course of your life. Yeah, it does, but also there's, like, disabdonyms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if someone's, like... Well, like, think of, like, Anne Good or whatever. Like, she was bad. Oh, yeah. How ironic. <laughs> yeah, people who just do it for the joke. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how did astrology start? What's the deal? In the Babylonian... The Babylonian times. Well, really... Generally, um, ast astrology and astronomy were the same thing for a very long time. Yeah, because it's funny that, right, ast astrology, the, the pseudoscience version got the proper name, right, like biology, like astrology is the study of the stars. Um, so then when the two like branched off and they were like, wait, astrology is a pseudoscience, whereas astronomy is like actual measurable things. Um, yeah, so astrology is from the Greek, right? And like logos is the study of a thing. Mm -hmm. Ast astronomy is uh, like the word taxonomy or economy. It's the French word, anomie, is a system of rules and laws. Oh, wow. Oh, so astrology is the, the lawless. Astronomy yeah, is the astronomy. wild west. Yeah, it's the wild west of, ast of astronomy. Um, but it's... Yeah, I mean, you'll get into it, right? It, it does involve the careful mapping of the planets and, like, movement of the sun and moon and everything. Uh, well, we we did talk, if you want to learn about... Um, oh, you if you want to learn go about... Go back and watch our space episode. Yeah, exactly, because we talk about... Uh, we talk a lot about yeah. astronomy. So now we're going to tell you how space can affect you. So, uh, astrolo astrology and astronomy mm -hmm. <laughs> begin in Mesopotamia, um, around 2000 BCE, and it's a there's a kind of branch of Western astrology which is called mundane astrology, which is like nice. I know it's like funny, but it's um, it just means the application of the planetary and like star movements applied to large groups. To large groups of people. 
Just to large groups, like large populations. Oh, for a large readership. Um, it, it would be like, it would it'd almost be like meteorology. It, okay. You know, like being like, okay, um, if the if the sky is doing this, then like there might be. Then the Chaldeans will migrate. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so some of them, some of them were okay. sort of, um, yeah, like weather or mete meteorology. Hmm. I don't even know. How do you say that? Yeah. Meteorological. That's like in Isaac prediction. Asimov's foundation series, he establishes psychohistory. Sounds yeah. like the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it's basically like Mesopotamians. They, they found these predictions on like stone tablets as they do, as, as historians like to do. Um, yeah. And some of them were like, okay, so if there's like smoke in the sky, like a volcano is going to erupt. And some of them were like, um, if it's cloudy and you and you look up, then you're going to have good luck that day. Well, that's meteorology. What about the no, but, stars? Or if, yeah, so they'd also had like star stuff. I'm just giving you an example of how the how everything kind of bled over okay. into everything. But that th these are the first, I don't know, star star thing. If you, if you look up and you can see like this constellation, then it's a good thing, <laughs> you okay. know? Um, and then let's see in the fifth century BCE, there, there are records of natal astrology, which is like the birth charts, which basically takes the same sort of ideas as like mundane astrology and it applies it to a single person. Yeah. Yeah. So just based on the specific positions of the planets and stars on the day you were born, uh, you can predict everything about someone's life. Yes. And there's, so, um, Hel Hellenistic, uh, uh, astrology is like, is what the kind of astrology that we know is today, uh -huh. um, that people are most familiar with. And it's, it's sort of a combination of the like Mesopotamians who did, they did come up with the Zodiac. Uh -huh which means circle of animals. So there's the Chinese zodiac, and then there's, like, the Greek Mesopotamian zodiac, you know, like, Taurus and everything. Um, Taurus. Taurus. Sagittarius. Unite. Capricorn. Unite. Yeah. <laughs> Power. We'll, we'll name them off. Um, and then there's the Egyptians. They came up with the different um, houses, so sort of more, like, planetary, like, when the sun is in the sixth house, you know, that kind of thing, mm. right? So Hellenistic is like a combination of both of them. And that came out of when Alexander the Great, because all the Alexanders was, the Great. He was really into astrology. Right? Well, he conquered, he when he conquered like Mesopotamia and Egypt adjacent places, um, and he was a big fan of astrology, the, the two styles combined. Okay. Right. Um, and that formed around the first century BCE after Alexander the Great conquered. Got it. Then there's um, electional astrology. <laughs> is it what I think it is? No. Oh. I mean, I'm assuming you think it's when uh, yeah, to predict elections. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it could be. It, uh, it applies natal astrology to other entities and events. Okay. So it basically does a birth chart for like, um, you know, it's like, okay, 
let's so for example the city of baghdad was actually uh they decided to that it was a good idea to like form it based on doing like a birth chart they were like we want to start the city on this day in this place and they did like a birth chart for the city mm-hmm. and they were like yeah it's a good birth chart so go ahead um, cool. and then there's <laughs> horary <laughs> yeah. uh, astrology which is also probably not what it sounds like it's I mean, maybe it's like hourly, but it's it's basically it's question based. OK, so it's like um, it's magic eight ball. Yeah, exactly. Style. Exactly. Yep. Magic eight ball style. Yeah. And then I was reading in my limited knowledge that you can like an astrologer would take if your question is like about your father's relatives, then it's like your father's the fourth house and like but siblings mm-hmm. are like the third house. So we go. The third house from the fourth house, we look at the sixth house and like, it's this whole, yeah, very, com- like it, it gets like convoluted very quickly. And then in the very end, they're like, give you some answer to your question. Exactly. And so the couple of notable astrologers around mm-hmm. this time were, or like in the earlier part. Who were the stars? The stars. Of the world of I astrology. mean, there's probably one that you've heard of that, like, you're like, yes, him. Who? Nostradamus. Oh. I, I actually didn't know Nostradamus used astrology. Oh, my God. Nostradamus, like, yeah, he did. He actually was very good at, um, and he's a doctor, and he was very good at curing people of the plague. Okay. And especially people who had mild, mild cases. He would... <laughs> Mild cases, which might have resolved themselves anyway. He would give them rose hips, which had a lot of vitamin C. No way. So that actually worked. But his wife and his children, uh, he was not able to cure them, and they died. And then his town was like, get out. Get out, you slut. And so he he got out, and he like started traveling and making some predictions. And then started advising Tsar Nicholas. Exactly. And a lot of... Other astrologers were like, he's a fugaze, like, we don't like him. Um, but he did, yeah, he predicted, like, a bunch of, bunch of like, cool things, and people liked it. So they, they're like, we'll let you stay, <laughs> What did he cutie. predict? Um, it, he, he predicted stuff about the queen, about, or, like, about the king's death, like, that he would die, and he predicted it, like, he he's he would write these like poems, like these sort of like Shakespearean poems, and like, um, you know. So it was like the, the king will die of like two, nice. you know. He, the younger lion will kill will like eat the older lion, and like who will bite him twice. And it was like the, that king did die from like t- two sword wounds by like a younger person, you okay. know. It's a metaphor. Yeah, and people are like, oh, he predicted. <laughs> They're like, he predicted 9-11, but he actually didn't. It was actually the best case of, like, trolling ever because there was some dude who was in um, 1997 who was like, yeah, Nostradamus was, like, totally BS. For example, he might say something like this, and he said this sort of, like, poem thing, 
And everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, after 9-11 happened, they're like, oh, my God, the twins will fall. And, like, the greatest ruler will, like, and they, and then, you know, they're like, Nostradamus, like, predicted it. How creepy. And then it's like, actually, he didn't even say that. Like, some dude who was, like, proving how fake he was said it. And then that guy proved his own prophecy. Exactly. Which it's like, maybe he's the real Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was Flostradamus. <laughs> famous house musician um so yeah he's big one kepler who is also in an astronomer but it was like it's so funny because like the catholic church they were like holding they were just like you better not say that that uh we have a heliocentric world because if you say that then god isn't true but also, you better not be talking about, like, witchcraft and stuff because we'll burn you <laughs> either way. But by doing that, they kind of made science into a pseudoscience, into, like, a witchier science. They kind of, like, it was, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of mm-hmm. deal. So all these astrologer astronomers were, like, tiptoeing. They were, like, don't, they were like okay. Uh, but what if? <laughs> um, but Kepler... Uh, he said something that I think is like the coolest thing that I learned this week about this. Mm-hmm. What? Which is about the, which is about the Star of Bethel. What is the Star of Bethel? Or the Jesus star? star? The Jesus Star? Which star is that? Star of Nazareth? The the star that the wise men were like the star. Was that a real star? Or that's just like a fictional. So here star? is what the. Oh hey, hello, Robin. We are talking about astrology and astronomy. Mm-hmm. Um. So, this is people were like, "What is that star? Like, is it a thing that really happened? Like, what the f is going on, or happened?" Right. And so Kepler famously got into astrology and astronomy because he saw the great conjuncture of Saturn and Jupiter and he was like, yo, I predicted this stuff better. And it just happened. It just happened again. And he predicted that too. Um, He was like, I could have predicted this better. And he was like a child because he was that kid. He was 100% that kid. So he was like, the last time that this happened before me, Kepler, was Jesus time in the year seven. Uh Um, I'm just, I'm looking over to the side because I have notes that I wrote. Yeah. The year seven BCE. And he said, I bet that this, this star that the wise men followed was actually the great conjuncture, right? It was Saturn and conjunction, right? Saturn and Jupiter, like becoming one. (laughs) Just getting next to each other. Yeah. Getting close. And it would have looked like a crazy ass star to people. And he... Um, he was like, I bet the wise men, and maybe he threw this in to like appease the church a little bit. He was like, I bet the wise men were actually astrologers and, and astronomers. Um, and they, they did a birth chart. He's saying, okay. He's they saying did a birth chart that they, Jesus. they did a birth chart. Like they were like, okay. So Jesus. When when the con- the conjunction is in Pisces, right? Like, because it would have happened like around the time of like the sign of Pisces. When it's in Pisces, mm-hmm. um, Saturn would have represented the Jewish po- like population, 
And Jupiter signifies kingship. So when those two overlap, they're like the next Messiah is like, what's up? Why is Saturn the Jews? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what Kepler said. I like Jupiter because the Roman god Jupiter is the king of the gods. And like, oh, because of knowledge. Because you know, of like, wisdom, planet, wisdom, I think. Because uh, the Jews are like smart. That's funny. That's um, Saturn. They love everything. Saturn is the planet of deals. Yeah. <laughs> and comedy. Um, and Seinfeld. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, so he he was like they they the 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 wise men slash astrologers were like, oh my god, this uh, this means that the next Messiah is going to be like it is going to be born during this conjunction, right? Um, and they have done a birth chart for someone born on the twenty second of August. Um, in the year seven, which I guess that's like a little after people think Jesus is born, but I don't know. Um, I just thought this was really interesting. Someone with that like birth chart, every planet would have would be in its own sign. So like when we look at our birth charts later, you'll see like they'll be like your Mercury is in blank, but it would be like the Mercury would be in like Gemini, which is the planet that it is, and like. You know what I mean? So it would be like a, a quote unquote like perfect birth chart. Okay. Wow, crazy, right? So Wasn't Kepler Jesus born in like thirty three BC though. I don't know. I'm just I, that's just, this like is just what Kepler said. Wasn't he killed on zero. Okay, I don't know. Um, I'm not a religious I, I feel person. Like Kepler has a very nice theory, but this seems pretty much a historical. He's like, yeah, probably I'm saying this. I think though. he said this because he was trying to get the church to like warm up to planet people, studying people. But I just thought it was like such a cool thing, okay? It's just cool. And that's astrology. Look, if you're doing an astrology podcast, you you're have to take to ask, everything. You're not allowed the, to ask questions like you're that. You're not allowed to ask date dately questions. Yeah. Except what year were you born? <laughs> okay. Um. So Kepler was like a big one. John D is also a big one. Dr. John D with the big D. What did he do? He, um, you know, this was during the whole like Mary and Elizabeth are fighting times. And um, when is what is the Mary and Elizabeth? Are you know, Mary, times? Queen of Scots is like, I hate Elizabeth and I'm imprisoning her. OK. Right. And he. um he told Elizabeth that she would actually be, I guess Elizabeth was like, I'm so depressed and sad and like, I just want to know my horoscope. And John D was like, yo, you're going to be queen someday, like very soon. And Mary, queen of Scots, like found out about this. And she was like, I'm going to murder you. And then she died. And Elizabeth became queen. And she like hired John D as her, like Pretty her lucky, boy. Lucky break. Yeah. One thing we all know in common with all astrologers Right, you only know about the ones that made correct predictions. Yeah. Right, the ones who made incorrect predictions, well, I guess with the exception of Kepler, uh, don't get famous. I mean, yeah, Kepler, he also was, he, he was... He came up with, yeah, a gravitational explanation for planetary motion. Yeah, and I, I definitely think he was, like, trying so. to grease up the, grease up the church a little bit to, like, not kill him. 
Well, he was like, let me tell you my math. No, but even in Ray Kepler's time is the early 1600s. But and even then, astrology was still a respected discipline along with yeah. alchemy um, and other things that are now like discredited as pseudoscience. But, but math, like, math, it, no. it wasn't really distinguished from, yeah, it was just the natural sciences. So it was yeah. like in there with biology and chemistry um, and math. Yeah, they were like all there together. And they were like, yeah, of course, astronomy works. Yeah, but like, again, yeah. Math, they were like, you better be careful. This better not be anti-Jesus math. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as you were helping them to keep the calendar and predict when Easter was supposed to happen. But you, I mean, to, in order to do that, though, you had to, like, prove that it was a godless world, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you had to prove that the that the world revolved around the sun, which, you know, that would, that would make him very mad. So I think he was like, nah. He was trying to. He was yeah. trying to distract them from that little detail. So yeah, things maybe got easier once you're allowed to have a heliocentric universe. Yeah. Uh, or not universe, heliocentric solar system. So, yeah. So probably the next guy we'll talk about is John Lilly. Wait, when Sorry, was William he? Lilly. William Lilly is like uh, late 1600s. Okay, yeah, you talk about him. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. This was, I did not see this one in the cards. Yeah. So William Lilly was was uh, British and was like born in in poverty but got a good education, and uh, married into money. Uh, he married. He was like a a secretary for some nobleman, and the nobleman died, and he immediately married that guy's widow, and then like inherited the fortune. Um, he, I was when you said that he was like born into. I was like. He was born in the gutter, but he was looking up at the stars. And he was. So William Lilly then, uh, once he, the widow died, he inherited a bunch of money, and then he dedicated the rest of his life to studying astrology. And so he published some, like, and he did, like, really thorough research. Uh, he, because of his, like, good education, he could read Latin really well, and all of the medieval astronomy texts were written in Latin, but a lot of people in the UK at that time couldn't necessarily read Latin. So he then published books in English about astrology uh, and was doing star charts for stuff. Could and people a, read like at all at that time? Too? Yeah. If you were in Parliament, if you were like a British merchant or if you were bourgeois, you could read. It's very bougie to be able to read. Um, but he, unlike a lot of previous uh, astrologers or astrologers at the time, he made specific predictions. So he uh so he did the um what do you call it the date the date based one what did we say that the horror the horror astrology horary yes he did, he did horary astrology but so he in the like in the 50s he published and he was uh the first astrologer ever published in a newspaper although newspapers were pretty new around this time but uh he was the first newspaper <laughs> they uh, call them astrologer. newspapers but are they really new yeah but he uh, he he published some drawing in the late 1650s of the city of London in flames surrounded by coffins and then the Great Fire of London happened in 1666 and it might have just been that he was like look all of our buildings are wood and we have lamps everywhere like kerosene lamps but uh, so he was actually called in for questioning and like like I don't think there was a full trial but they were like did you know about this? Did you perhaps start this fire to like prove a point? What's the deal? And, and he, uh, he managed to say, he was like, no, no, just, I mean, come on. <laughs> we have a fire every 10, like major fire every 10 years. Um, and then he he had a handful of other uh, predictions, I, I guess, which like, 
supposedly like worked out, but they were they were probably like vague enough. But he was like seen by members of parliament as like, you know, a contemporary of Isaac Newton and other like very well respected intellectuals at the time. Yeah. Um, so it's very funny. At that time, he was considered one of the like you know smartest like forefathers of science, and like now we're like, no, nothing he did like was that you know matters at all. Like I mean, you can't predict that. We're talking about him now. We are, but only because I found him on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. But, uh, yeah, that that was William Lilly. Um, but he, I think, went a long way towards shaving the idea and popularizing for the Western world the, the idea that you could predict specific events uh, through, like, the motion of the stars. And he famously also did say, because um, there was a big debate also because of the, the church at this time, Right, because they were like, well, to know the mind of God is like blasphemy, or to claim that you can understand the like the intentions of of God is blasphemy. Uh, so the astrologers were often very careful to be like, no, no, I just interpret the planets, but what God is saying through the planets is oh, like, vague right. and beyond my comprehension. But we can just divine like some aspect of like His will. So there was also um, Evangeline Adams. Okay. Which actually relates to our podcast last week. Is this the first female astrologer? Or no, oh, oh, because this was like around um, the spiritualism time. Mm-hmm. Which, so there's like astrology, as with like all cool things, uh, it ebbs and flows like with the, like it has like an inverse relationship with like Catholicism basically. So during times of like heavy, Catholicism, it kind of like takes a chill pill. People don't talk about it as much. And then, you know, there's like all the witch trials and everything. So people are like, yo, shh, shh, shh. like don't don't talk about the stars so much. Um, and then the rise of spiritualism with like the awesome Victorians that really like helped it make a comeback. Oh, okay. I mean, I know we're jumping around and there's like so many good ones. Um it's so funny because there's someone named Eva- there's an actress named Evangeline Lilly, but it's actually and you're like obsessed with Willie Lilly, and uh, this is Evangeline Adams, who's actually related to John Adams. So Evangeline Adams was a Victorian. Yeah, I was astrologer. Just, yes, I was just looking up what time, what because I know you like you want to look up the date of her because I I know her I'm story. I'm gonna guess late 1800s. You tell the story. You want to look it up? Sure. Okay. Uh, So she was staying at a hotel and she was bored. And uh, she, I think someone asked her, like one of the, the, the workers of the hotel, like asked for a horoscope and she was like. Boom, late 1800s. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And she was like. She was American though. Yeah. From Jersey. Died in New York. Okay, so she's at a hotel. She's at the Radisson. Yep. And what happens? She's bored. Okay. And someone there at she's like, oh yeah, I'll tell your like your horoscope. And she's she's like, oh yeah, like um, you're legit gonna go up in flames like tomorrow. <laughs> and it and it turns out that like the hotel room that that person was like staying in did like catch fire, and she escaped from the hotel unscathed and she that prediction made her pretty famous and then she there's like an obscure 
rule in New York against like fortune telling. So well, she, they yeah. They have all the ground floor real estate. Somebody shouldn't force it. Right? Jeez. So she came, she came to New York. She came over from Jersey and she got arrested for fortune telling. And on, you know, they put her on trial and they were like, yo, do the, do like a reading of this person. And she, you know, they give her like a random, like, they're like, it's a male born this, you know. So she does it and she's like, yeah, this person drowned. Um, or like they, they had like an untimely like death with like water. I'm seeing a lot of water. She's like, it's very wet. And the judge was like, oh, my God, that's it's actually my son. And he did just drown. And so they they released her and then she got even more famous. So he was like like Neptune was in the house, like the 12th house's death, I think. Neptune's like Poseidon's. That. She's like, this is Poseidon's adventure because she's from Jersey. She's okay. like, oh, my God, it's fucking Poseidon's adventure everywhere in this this boy's life. <laughs> yeah. OK. I mean, he was maybe a Pisces. It's a, it's a fish sign. It's a yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we should, yeah, we can talk about a few more astrologers or we can take a little break for science and we can talk about what exactly the Zodiac is, which constellations and how did they get picked out? Oh, yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah. So the, the Zodiac, we don't have our little bottle with us, but we'll use our hands to show it. So this, this right, if you imagine the, there's the sun in the middle oh. of our solar system and the earth rotating around it. And then imagine way off in the distance on the same plane is the Earth and the Sun, which is called the ecliptic, right? Mm -hmm. So the Earth is actually moving in a, a slight ellipsis with the Sun at one focus of the ellipsis, but more or less the Earth is spinning, you know, rotating around the Sun. And then all of the stars are really fucking far away. But as the Earth is rotating Wait. around the Sun, if you look past the Sun, there is going to, you know, there are stars that will effectively be in line with the Sun. Wait a second. You said the stars were far away, but I'm right here, so. Nice. I'm in the room. Yeah, that was worth interrupting the lecture. Okay, continue, <laughs> continue. Um, so the, the zodiac is constellations or configurations of stars, which to humans look like something, um, that the sun will pass through, or it looks as though the sun is in front of them as the earth rotates around the sun. And there's actually 13 constellations <gasps> in the zodiac. This happens every like five to 10 years, someone publishes the article and they're like, NASA's discovered a 13 sign, the Zodiac's entirely wrong. Gaga Chandra. The, there is a, and this is just because there is a 13th Babylonian uh, constellation that is in line with the sun in the band that is the Zodiac and it's called um, Orphucus, uh, who is like the scorpion catcher. I think okay. our snake catcher is like, uh, and they're also like, maybe the Babylonians just didn't like that one, or maybe like 13 is an unlucky number, so they just picked 12, or they for whatever reason, it made it easier to divide up the I air. just think it's like, you're chiseling everything out of stone, and he's like, shit, I ran out of space. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's fine, it's fine, you know, like, yeah. because you can't like erase stone. Yeah. And then also it's, you know, you're not going to expect the constellations to be completely evenly spaced around the galaxy basically right as you're looking out from the solar system in line of sight with the sun so like they're off a little bit so like you can look up a table of like if there are people who are very strict 
and it turns out uh, Scorpio is actually only like 10 days, <gasps> like the Scorpio season. Good. Because uh, it like you very quickly like another constellation's right next to it. And I forget what, it might have been like Cancer is like oh, a, a month and long. a half or something yeah. or like 45 or 50 days long. So they're not totally even, but again, to make things nice and so there's an even population. And because it's all pseudoscience anyway, you might as well make it like, you know, 12 evenly spaced ones yeah. that roughly line up with the months. Also, isn't there like, uh, isn't it like because of procession? Do you want to talk about that? So the other, yeah, well, two other neat kickers or whatever, right? So one is, again, we're on, you know, the northern hemisphere of the planet looking past the sun mm -hmm. at a constellation. If you are below the equator, like in Australia, the constellations are all upside down and they're in a different part of the sky. <laughs> or South Africa, or anywhere below the equator. But uh, yeah, if, right, for them, the constellations are upside down because they're upside down. <gasps> so is it backwards for them? Oh my God. I guess left, yeah, if you flip like that, left and right would be reversed. So well. like, if you're so born like... in May in Australia, are you, wait, no. No, uh. you're still, the sun is still in the same like line with the earth, okay. right? The signs are still the same based on a given month. The constellations just look upside down to you. Oh, okay. So it's funny because Gemini though is gonna look the same either way. Mm -hmm. it's, it's there you go. And then sick. the other the other point is that the earth itself, because of the like where the sun is in the ecliptic, the earth is actually tilted a little bit on its axis. Okay. Uh, which is known as, and then the earth actually, that axis slowly spins. So the Earth is rotating very quickly around its own axis. While moving, it's tilted to the sun, which is why we have seasons. And then that axis itself wobbles a little bit every 26,000 years. There's a okay. lot of movement in the interstellar bodies, or not even interstellar, in planetary bodies. So okay. the takeaway, though, is that the night sky is different now uh, and compared to, like, the compass than it was 3,000 years ago. I'm getting ago. nervous because I feel like you're about to drop a bomb. 4,000 years ago. So, I'm like, deep right? breaths, okay. So our North Star is Polaris right now. Okay. Uh, because magnetic north happens to line up with where Polaris is. But 3,000, 4,000 years ago, it didn't. The Babylonians had a different North Star. And so the plane of the ecliptic actually was slightly different too because the Earth was like at a slightly different tilt. Okay. So... The Babylonians probably actually had like, the constellations were in like different locations back then too. Still pretty Which close relative to each other. But it means that everything has actually shifted like a month later than oh it was for the Babylonians. Which which means? I don't know. I think we probably just made up the dates anyway, sort of. Oh, so, I can tell you what it means. But, I it, was <laughs> but it means that your you know, horoscope is probably based on, if it's based on a Babylonian calendar, then it's not accurate to the position of the sun and stars today. So that's, okay. So you, what you're talking about is basically Vedic astrology, which is, because the, like, the um, Indian, it's Indian, yeah. I mean, it's Indian, yeah, it's Indian. Did I don't, they yeah. recalculate everything? Indians didn't have, like, a dark age or anything, mm -hmm. and they've just been, and they've been, like, good at math forever, so they just, like, keep recap, they, basically, oh, they, basically, they super oversimplifying. Mm -hmm. They do it correct, like, with the correct math. Mm -hmm. So, in Vedic astrology, like, right now, um, right now, I would be, 
like I'm a Gemini, but I would be a Taurus, which I'm not, and you would be a Cancer. Yeah. Or no, sorry, you would be. If you want to be accurate. About yeah, you would be a Cancer. But that's like I'm like no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Do you want to acknowledge your real identity? So we we haven't yet gotten into. Do you want to take a guest? Or should we take a guest a little later? I think we'll take a, a little later because we'll do our charts and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then we'll, we'll do we'll do the chart of the guest. Well, I don't I don't know you if have we could do you that. Can pull it up. Um, oh yeah, I could. Oh, so then okay. So that's that's like where that's why your astronomical sign is your sun sign, because it is like when you were born, the month you were born, where the, the constellation that was basically like opposite from the sun. Is that yeah. was like spinning around? Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. Then there's lots of other signs you can have because, like, right once you have that concept of like astronomical signs on the ecliptic, then wherever the pl- other planets are, you're going to have a line of sight from that planet. So Jupiter will be like in front of some other background yeah. constellation, or the moon. The moon generally, because it moves so much quicker in the night sky than anything else, is considered to be like associated with day to day, like I'm things. Like shady, shady. Wait, what was that? <laughs> Little nosy ass bitch. The moon. What was that? Um. Yeah. Oh, shout outs to Anne of Chelsea, my my mother. Yeah. My mother and Alex Remnick. Yeah. So then, okay. So so let's we'll bring it now to the present day. So. Oh, wait. Or not quite to the present day. Wait, were we going to name the, the constellations? Yeah, so right before we do that, I'll explain why they're so prevalent in astrology today. Okay. Because everything we've been talking about are these very complex charts, right? To, mm-hmm. With, like, the houses of whatever. But astrology, as most people read about it, is in, like, a magazine article that has 12 different... They're Cosmo. just like, if you're Pisces, here's what's happening this month, Right. Um, and that's relatively new. Everybody we've talked about historically, like, didn't practice astrology that way. Um, and so it, it only came about because of, I gotta grab his name real quick. Oh, yeah, your other boy that you were, like, telling me about. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just gonna say, when you were, like, all the houses and stuff, I was just picturing them, like, drag houses. Like, the, like, the seventh, like, the house of seven. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the version that we are familiar with from the magazines is just called Sun Sign Astrology. Okay. So it's a very okay. cute. It's, it's because it is simplified. Um, it, it's only concerned with your sun sign, not with your different planetary signs, which in like full on astrology with star charts and everything. Um, or our boy Walter Mercado is like Walter. Is much more concerned with uh, the motion of all the planets is very important. Yeah. But so the dumbed down sun sign astro- astrology uh, is traced back to this guy in the 30s. Um, R.H. Naylor is his name. And R.H. Naylor was just a newspaper writer. Naylor? And uh, Naylor. <laughs> I, I barely know. know her. Yeah. R.H. Naylor was a, yeah, an American newspaper writer. And uh, the British uh, Princess Margaret. She's okay. like the younger sister of the still around queen. Uh, who's immortal, Uh, Princess Margaret was born, and they were like, can you write an astronomical prediction for her? And their usual guy was out. And so Ah! R.H. Naylor was like, yeah, but I gotta, like, I don't really know astrology very well. Here's, I'll do what I can. And so he just sort of did a prediction based on her, uh, her, like, sun sign, uh, and and did some, like, I don't know, some other astrology and, like, 
people loved it and it like caught on and they were like, can you write a weekly column? And he was like, that's not really how astrology works. I need to like meet a person. I can make predictions about their life based on when they were born and the motion of planets around that. Uh, and they were like, no, but, but could you just like once a week? And he was like, yeah, I'll write very vague predictions for every sun sign. And then everybody can read about it and follow along. Oh. And that's the astrology we all know today. Okay. That's um, cool. Yeah. Like the cosmos where they're like, this month you're going to be hot. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, wait. But for real, have you ever read like a Cosmo? Oh yeah. Astrology. They do like the sex astro- They're like. They're like, this month, you should try playing with his balls. They always say, we'll send him over the edge. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And they're like, grab an ice cube and shove it up his ass. And it will really push him <laughs> over the edge. And they're like, the edge of what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making, he just kills himself. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. He kills himself. Just like, <laughs> I keep pushing my man over the edge. And he's just premature ejaculating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing a lot of white in your future (laughs) all over your face. So, uh, yeah, Naylor uh, popularized that and, like, other newspapers, like, all copied it. And that's why, like, in, like, you know, any magazine now you can read, like, an astrology column. Um, And he, he did predict or was claimed to have predicted the crash of the British had their own version of the Hindenburg. Oh. It was like a giant airship, and it like also kind of sucked, like, <laughs> and it cr- it crashed on route to India. And he apparently had predicted it in September. He was still issuing specific predictions. He was like, "There will be an air disaster." He's like, "It'll push. It'll you'll be pushed right It'll over the edge." Right over the edge. They won't uh, be able to resist. But it's. I think this is true. Like we said, of every astrologer, if you make thousands of claims, you're going to make a couple accurate ones, and then everybody will be like. He predicted this thing. Uh, oh, and then he famously did not predict World War II. So, like, yeah. in, like, you know, 1930, 1949, he was like, no trouble in Europe. Look to the Middle East. That's where things are going to be bad. And well, then, I mean, like, he predicted it now. He just was a little off time, you know. Yeah, nobody was mad at him. They were fine with it. Um, so then after him, now that that's where, like, uh, in that vein, I guess, of issuing an astrological prediction for a huge mass of people that everybody can read and enjoy is where you get to like our modern day astrologers. Um, yeah. yeah. And one other a point that's worth mentioning is it's called the Barnum effect that like is what psychics do. If you give someone a vague enough prediction or a fortune teller or whoever, uh, and this is like a scientifically known psychological thing, uh, people will like think it's true. And they'll, yeah. like, come up with reasons about why it applies to their own life. Yeah. But, okay, in a way, though, that can, like, there's a, it's, I would say now it's more like psychology because, like, if you are, um, like, I, okay, so I think Walter Mercado, what he did, like, I think he really, like, did no, no wrong. And I wouldn't think of him as, like, I think what he was doing was real, but in in the way that he had an intuition for like people and their psychology, and I think he, instead of like looking to the stars, he kind of looked within the person. And you know, we're all made of stardust, and so like really, he was reading the stars that were in their heart. 
commenter uh, Remnik over on Twitch is making the point that it's it's also known as a cold reading, uh, and psychics do it. This sort of like vague saying, kind of vague enough stuff that somebody starts to associate it with their own life and then like clues you into like what's accurate or not. But I think you're right about Walter Mercado. And as we talked about in our magic episode, which people should check out, um, and like our witchcraft episode also, is that like, if, you know, thinking about magic is like a, a way of like orienting your psyche to like achieve yeah. something or have confidence or that you have like charm spells as a way of like focusing your intentions on a thing. It's actually very valuable for people. Yeah, and I mean like the whole Queen Elizabeth thing, like maybe she was just like, she just felt like crap, and then like, yeah, John D was like, hang in there, like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, he just was like, hang in there, like, you know. I think uh, that's even different though, because well, also yeah, that's true. Walter Mercado very much believed in his predictions too, yeah. right? And so in some of these cases, it's not like a a psychic who's you know treating someone like a mark. It's like having the practitioner also believe in the magical thing can make it more effective. Yeah. And we know the placebo effect is like... Well, and Walter Mercado, so as a boy, he grew up in Puerto Rico, right? And he like, he healed this like bird, like a bird died and he like healed it. With this is our, our latest star in the, the cavalcade of uh, yeah. astrology stars. And the yeah. last one, probably our favorite astrologer is Walter Mercado. Yeah, but he healed it, right? And like, I'm a healer as well. And like, a lot of it is psychology and like, if someone feels injured, then like they're gonna be injured until they can stop feeling that way. And so like we should we should plug yeah. the Walter Mercado documentary. Mucho 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 amor. Um, it's so good. Yeah, he also was he himself was like a very lovely, like loving person. Yeah, and he came, he came wore, across. He wore like flashy. And he wore gold. He dressed like Liberace. He, he had did. A great style. He would always go mucho 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 amor, and he'd go mwah. And make, yeah, crazy hand gestures. And he had crazy rings. He, yeah. Yes. So Anne of Chelsea, as a skeptic, makes a point on Twitch, just because you believe something and it happens doesn't make it a thing. But a point we would make is that in, in many cases with things involving humans, believing a thing actually is the thing. The thing that makes it happen. That makes yeah. it happen. Um, so. so some would call it confidence, um, or in the case of pain, uh, you could just call it the placebo effect. But, uh, right, and then so much of even, like, they've even shown, right, psychosomatic illnesses are a thing. Yeah, and that's maybe how the um, Nostradamus, like, healed, he, he was able to heal mild plague cases, you know, because he was, like... Nostradamus may have just been, like, lucky or maybe, like... Maybe they didn't have the plague, yeah. Early, early practitioner of the scientific method where he realized something actually did help plague victims and then kept doing it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's the thing. It, if it works, it works. And like a lot of, a lot of uh, famous. Provided, yeah. Provided you're not being grifted or paying lots of money for a, a thing that is not. Well, successful. then it's not working. Yeah, don't. <laughs> that don't, is not working. Don't do like a Steve Jobs and die of a treatable illness because you're drinking juice. Like but, you don't drink juice. Just but, don't uh, drink juice in general. If you read your horoscope, it makes you feel better. Read your horoscope. Yeah, and like. So you and I, like, Speaking okay. Speaking of which. You, yeah, and, like, which we will read. You and I, like, met in, like, a very, like, serendipitous way, I would say. And, like, it's it was a very, like, right place, right time kind of thing. And if someone, like, if someone had given us a psychic reading or whatever and, like, hinted at it, we'd be like, oh, my God, they predicted, like, 
the greatest love of all time. (laughs) You know, but Um, like it, it, the way that things happened were like in a very like sort of, yeah, serendipitous, I would say. Like um, coincidence with a sense of humor. Mm. Great movie with uh, Sandra Bullock. Okay, <laughs> put that on the, put that on your queue. Yeah. Oh yeah. So should we talk about the signs? What they are? Yeah. Yeah. So now tell us the meaning of the signs, at, at least as far as the sun sign horoscopes. Okay. So we start off with Aries, who's the ram, basically. There was probably, like, Hercules tried to, like, kill him or something, and, and Zeus was like, I'm sorry about that. You can go up in the, uh, the heavens. Oh, you're going to bring in the Greek mythology, too, where Zeus just throws a bunch yeah. of people into the stars. I'm legit, like, I'm like, yeah, I think that, or, like, maybe it was, like, the Golden Ram, or maybe it was the Ram that Jason and the Argonauts, you know, the Golden Fleece. Yeah, mm-hmm. we hate Jason, though. He was mean to Medea, so, Yeah. Right, so we have Aries, the ram, and that's, like, around, that's, like, a cute, like, March, March-ish. The personality. Oh, the, um, Aries what is, an, is what's a. What's an Aries going to be like? An Aries the is. High energy, right? Is, like, a, it's a fire sign, mm. right? And so they're, like, a ram. Like, they're just, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, ram, I'm going to ram into everything. Is this, so are most of the, like the associated personality traits with the astrological sign is just kind of the personification of that animal or thing. Yeah, pretty much. And actually, like, the the Chinese zodiac, they, like, super do that. Like, super, like, times a million do that. They're, they're, like, you are this animal. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, So we have Aries, and then we have... So Taurus is the bull. Taurus. Taurus is very comfortable. Yeah, Taurus I always think of as... Oh, shout out to Anne. nice houses generally yeah shout out to Anne, who is a taurus um but sort of it's taurus is an earth sign Mm -hmm. and i think of ferdinand who's like sitting under the tree chilling sort of like um like a what is it like a gourmand or like a someone who likes nice things like like janice joplin i feel like i don't know if she was a taurus but just like the fact that she liked to wear like she's like i just want velvet clothes because they feel nice okay like that kind of thing. But if you pissed off like Ferdinand, mm-hmm. he would freak on you. Okay. Rivero, Taurus, what's up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's very a, chill. He's a man who loves coffee. He likes nice things, taking nice photos. Yeah. But if you piss him off, mm-hmm. he'll just be he'll be tall over you and he'll be like <laughs> he'll be tall over you. You get the horns. You get the horns. He'll stand <laughs> over you and be like, grr. Um Yeah, and then we have Joni, the greatest sign of all time. So Gemini is is like both, right? It's everything. It's everything. Nothing. Gemini is an air they, sign. They don't make up their minds. The highest energy. Everyone says the Gemini's are crazy and actually like the worst sign. Or like they're like, oh my god, Gemini. Um, but there, it's the twins, Castor and Pollux. Mm-hmm. But their story of them is like really sweet. It's like one of them, um, right? I think this was the the bear one. So like. Zeus was, like, having sex with a bear, as he is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife caught him. And the bear, he had to, like, send the bear up into the he heavens. He was having sex with a woman, but turned her into Turned a her bear, into a bear. And, and then, then... Didn't Orion kill her? Orion... Or, no, no. The son of the bear. Okay. Killed, killed the bear. Killed the bear. And, like, Zeus was like, well, I'm going to make both of you bears, like, go up into the... Okay. Yeah. Something like Wait, that. 
Oh, wait. This is the Bears. This, this sounds like the Little and Big Dipper, which is like Ursa Minor and Major. True. Which I don't think is Gemini at all. It's not. Castor and Pollux, so have right, a similar... you don't know anything about They have a sign. similar... They have... I, I just wanted to tell that story because I like... I think I need... Yeah, Leo now. No, Castor... Move, move along. <laughs> you forgot about Cancer. Castor and Pollux, it was a similar story, though. It was like one of them died and Zeus and like the, the brother was like... My bro, I want to go be with him forever. And Zeus was like, okay, you're going to die too. Up into the, could you both okay. be constellations? Right. Yeah. So then Cancer's a crab. He's a crab, hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Um, <laughs> like the physical, <laughs> like the physical characteristics of a crab. Literally. Delicious they too. <laughs> you're allergic to them. Okay. My dad's a Cancer. Mm-hmm. Medea, our friend Medea's a Cancer too. Okay. Um, yeah, it's basically, like, they're very, like, uh, sort of, they're, like, a little bit, like, uh, an introvert, but once you, like, get through that, they're, like, just a, you know, they're cute AF. I love that we're, yeah. Yeah, just project these emotions, (laughs) these, like, personality traits onto any person. Yep. Based on the month they were born. Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, it took me forever to, like, break into my dad, but he's, he's great now. Yeah. So Leos are, are the center of attention. The king of and the they jungle. Tend to be performers. I think that's about it. That's and they're uh, also a fire sign. Yep. Oh yeah. Le- uh, cancers are water. Gemini air. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. then we yeah. So we it's, notice it starts over again with the whole like cycle. Mm-hmm. So after Leo, what is there? I don't know. You you know what Virgo. Okay. The Virgin. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the grain, the grain woman, Persephone, basically. Okay. Or no, the, uh, not Perse- Persephone's mom. Got it. Um, yeah. Demeter, right. That's, uh, Got that's it. Virgo. Okay. Harvest season. Mm-hmm. The wheat, the wheat lady. Okay. Then what? Let's see. Oh yeah. So earth and then Libra. Oh, and I think Orphicus is. Orphucus is around this time. I think around Orphucus the fall? Was like late, yeah, fall, like late summer or whatever. So, Scorpion Handler. <laughs> style. Oh, because Scorpio is coming Handler soon. Or something like that. Scorpio is about to happen. Snake Handler. Um, all right, continue. Yeah, so Libra, Libra's air is the scales. Okay. Hey, Ian, what's up? We're talking about the horoscopes. No, astrology. Yeah, astrology. Okay. Yes, Ian is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the finer things. Yep. Often dressed in sensuous fabrics and ponchos. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So Libra scales, they're always looking for balance. Okay. <laughs> yep. But you can think of, so like Gemini is like double the energy. Libra is kind of like half, like they're always looking for their other half. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Um... Libra, then we have Scorpio, the scorpion, the water sign. They're like deep. They're like, I think of Scorpios like still waters run deep. Mm-hmm. That's like how I think of them. Uh-huh. You're a Scorpio. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Scorpio. I know that the PD, PD is a Scorpio. Scorpio. Blaine a is a Scorpio. Okay. Oh, Ian is a particular Taurus for May Day. The bull of flowers. Oh, we love that flower crown bull. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very Ferdinand. 
Hey, Ferdinand. I love Ferdinand. Great book. You should also read add that to your 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 queue of Ferdinand. Okay, we got a couple more. Yep. So we have Scorpio. Then let's see. Oh god, I always get so confused around this time. What is it like Sagittarius? That sounds right. Yeah. Scorpio's I'm gonna, I'm water. Gonna, I'm gonna proofread. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check you. Continue. Yeah, I think Sagittarius <laughs> is next. I'm okay. pretty sure what Sagittarius. Are they like? They're the. It's the sea ram. No, that's Capricorn. Oh. Is Capricorn What's next? A Sagittarius? What's a Sagittarius? Sagittarius is like the satyr. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, Ian says this is a Lady Gaga goes to the mermaid parade look, which is exactly exactly what I was going for. Exactly. Um, yeah, Sagittari Sagittarius is like the the archer. Um, the satyr, they're kind of like the teacher. And they're like the opposite, but like the invert, like the mirror of Gemini. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. Yes. Sagittarius was yes. actually Scorpio. Nice. Oh, all right. Oh, it's an archer or centaur. Yeah, I just said that. Got it. Okay, now it's Capricorn. Capricorn is the sea goat, the wet blanket. <laughs> the wet blanket. That's like end of the year. Yeah. They love to travel. It's like a New Year's. They love to travel, but they hate fun. Yeah. And they're also horny. Welcome to Earth sign. Okay, yeah, of course. They're also horny. Sun yeah. Goat. Okay. And then the centaur. Then uh Aquarius. Aquarius, who's actually not a water sign, he's an air sign. <laughs> the water bear the water divina. Mm -hmm. The water bearer. Um Yeah. Who who's Zeus's like I think it's so funny because like the Aquarius is like Zeus's boy toy. Zeus is like water bearing like he saw like a really hot sexy boy and he was like he's like i have this old bitch who's like serving me water you want to come do it instead and like, that's that's what aquarius, that's is? What aquarius yeah. is yeah and then so i'm pretty sure the whole like dawning of the age of aquarius thing <gasps> yes. is from is it from the signs being offset then by a month so it used to be that aquarius was on the new year but no longer there are like ages of certain signs. There's okay. like periods of like signs, basically. It's just, it's kind of like how the, the Chinese zodiac, you have like the year of the. Okay. How do we the pick the, the sign period? How do we pick the sign? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So Ian says Aquarians are very loyal, but their personalities waver. They aren't steady, but not necessarily bad people. You just can't be positive what to expect, and they're very unpredictable. Okay. Ooh, true. Yeah, and I know that, like, they're one of my, fr like, really good friends, um, Maria, who's, like, moved to Spain, and I miss her mm -hmm. very much, but she's an Aquarius, and, like, Aquarius and Gemini get along because we're, like, water signs. Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, their zone of the body is, like, the ankle, or the, and, and it's because they always like to turn on their heel. They're always like, huh. The you Aquarius. Know? Yeah. Okay. They're huffy. Yeah. Okay, and then I, finally the Pisces. The Pis the pieces. <laughs> yeah, which are, which are is the fish. The fish, but it's like the fish following its own tail. Okay. So it's like un it's the sign of like undoing. They're also like a psychic sign because they've they've traveled the whole the whole zodiac. They've seen like all the shit go down. Mm -hmm. Every Pisces that I know has like 
they have like blackout curtains, legit, like every single one that I've met. And if I ask them, I'm like, do you have blackout curtains or like a very dark room? They're like, yeah, obviously. So wasn't Pisces like the... Jesus is sign? No, but that was a, the escaping fish or whatever, right? The fish that were escaping somewhere. Oh yeah, it's Aphrodite and like, and Eros or something. They were mm-hmm. escaping, or it's Andromeda, like escaping the sea monster okay. or something. Yeah. It's yeah. also Jesus. Okay. Two fish, the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like the yin yang. All right. So, are you going to do our horror charts? Our natal chart. We don't have a horror. Charts. Yeah. Okay. Horror is about if you pick a date. Horror. Horror. I was thinking of all of the parties like tagging. She's like putting the W in horror. It's like putting the W in horror. That would be like a psychic burlesque performer who's slutty. Okay. Um, that would be like if we at if we a horary prediction. Do you want to read count the yes, it would be like if we wanted to know the best day to like do question block. Okay. Then that would be like a horary. Okay. Um, well, I can give you your chart with the explanations, and we can just go back and yeah. forth and be like. Yeah, that's the whole reason I agreed to do this episode. Okay. This is a pamphlet. It's a packet. It is a freaking packet. a lot of paper here, really? So from (laughs) astroseek.com. This is wild. Yeah. It's from astroseek.com. And it's a great website because it like... Look at how tiny the font is on this thing. Yeah. And it gives you like a cute like picture too. And it's like color coded. So you can put this on a t-shirt. You, this whole five pages, <laughs> ten pages, double sided. Um, so it, it's great because they actually analyze it for you. So a lot of websites that I looked into, they don't analyze it; they just tell you what your chart is. And it, yeah, but AstroSeek, you the best, you the bomb, my you the son, bomb. My son is in the twelfth house. Indicates a desire for perfection. Okay, do you want to do like <laughs> we just go back and forth first house? So what's okay. your first house? Wait, where's the... It's over there, right in the, back, yeah. the Your first has your physical personality? Yeah. Mine is Ascendant in Virgo. And what does that mean? Which is Mercury. The ruler is Mercury. Yeah. They, de- they develop the best through spiritual analysis. Oh, that sounds very much like... It sounds nothing like... <gasps> yeah, discernment <gasps> and self-criticism. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. No, again, do I self-criticize? No, I do not. Maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe that's why I'm not developing my best. Yeah. <laughs> so my ascendant is in Sagittarius. Um, okay. One part of your nature heads up for noble goals, while the other part is controlled by earthly animal instincts. Rawr. Does this thing tell you how they find out where the houses are? Yeah, they just, like, do your whole planet thing. They know you have to enter your birth date and your time and everything. And the house is from, like some certain planet the house so remember the house theory is like from the egyptian and then the and then the signs are from the greek and this is like the 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 house of labesia the house of your first oh my god drag queen horoscopes can we please your first house is in labesia your second house is in evangelist is in uh evangelist Uh, i don't know okay um, Davenport, the house of Davenport. The house of Davenport. Okay. What's, so, okay. So, 
There's just a lot of predictions in this thing. So, you, okay, do you want to say what your planets are in? So, what's your, obviously, your sun is in Leo. Yeah. Okay. And, and the sun is yourself, apparently. Yes. Uh, individuality and personality. Whereas your moon is your emotions, instincts, roots, and your mother. The mother. Wait, so what's your wait? Tell us about Anne. What is your what is your moon? My moon is in Scorpio. Okay. Yeah, and it, it creates the need to delve into your feelings as deep as possible, and this brings great vulnerability. You never forget anything that was done to you. You, you can't. Hold, you can hold a grudge, honey. True, Dad. It's hard to force you to do anything. Ooh. Also true. I'm pointing to my nose right now, <laughs> which is very contoured. Yeah. What's well, tell looking, me about your moon? Looking like a moon. <laughs> looking, looking like a moon. Looking like a crescent like moon. A crescent moon. Tell me about your moon. Oh, my moon is uh, you feel safe in moments. Oh, because it's Leo. You feel safe in moments when you can impress others and get praise and admiration. Oh my God, that's true. You probably have a desire. From money. Yes! I think this moon is on to something. Yeah. Yeah, so let's just go They're through. Easily influenced and react to subtle influence of the environment. Kind-hearted, kind and warm-hearted. May work for a charity, hospital, or other large institution that serves for the good of others. Oh, secret locked. <laughs> for Bloomberg LP. True, oh my gosh. <laughs> they are not able to express themselves well. Yes! Oh my god. Their emotions are often confused. Rude. Rude. So I'm a musician true. and writer and poet. It's like they knew you. The moon in the 12th house emphasizes that these people will feel secure only when they distance themselves from others. Ah, so my moon is in the 11th house, and that means the willingness to work in a modest way in a group of workmates with the aim to achieve goals that can benefit all, which I, I would not, say that's it's false. kind of the opposite. That is you. like the exact yeah. opposite of Yeah, you of really me. like to work in a modest way with a group. Yeah, it's like maybe the reverse of that. Partner. Um, Can we pull up the app and then... There's no app. I thought this was from an app. No, it's a website. Oh, can we pull up the website? Yeah, pull up the website. Um, I feel at this point we maybe are... The educational portion of the podcast may, I naturally may be winding down. respond and, to and, the and feelings of others, and I know how to affect the views of other people, especially the views of the public. Okay, so that's true. Um, the interests of these people are so broad and far-reaching that they have to be careful not to be shallow. True. Their sense of security depends on their personal relationships and large number of friends. Okay. True and false. No, not true. Yeah. My relationships, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but small, so, small circle. Yeah, I figure we'll we'll take a, uh, a guess if anyone's around. Yeah, if anyone... We, could, we can pull up their sign and then read it to them. I mean, it's, you have to enter. But they can, they can tell us their birthday. We'll yeah. Punch it into the. You do have to tell us the year, machine. though. So if you don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, you could lie. What? So, yeah, if anyone wants us to do their charts, you can go chart. live with us. Yeah. Um, or you can just type in the comments if you want, if you're not like. Oh, true. Live ready. You just do it on the comments. Yeah. Yeah. We need your birth date. Your birth city your and your birth time, number, plus your bank account, your credit card. Yeah. Yeah, your Apple Pay, your fingerprint. Oh, while we're waiting for one of those, uh, do tell us about we we skipped over Miss Cleo. Oh yeah, Miss so, Cleo. So you had the tea on uh, 
Yeah, oh, so Miss Cleo, I I remember Miss Cleo from like a Captain Crunch commercial. Oh, it's, it's oh, okay, Remnick. Yes, right, we'll, okay. We'll come back to Miss Cleo. That's a cliffhanger. Dun dun dun. Yes. Okay. So I'm Remnick, amazing DJ and artiste is going live with us. Amazing DJ and Claus. Hello. Oh. Hey. How are you doing? We're great. How are? Oh wait, you're doing great too. We're predicting. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Hold on one second. Okay, I'm pulling up this website here. Okay. Uh, you you continue. What's the, the website the so people can follow? Along Astroseek.com. Astroseek. Okay. So yeah. You guys, on... you guys talk while I pull this up. Okay. 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 Go ahead. All no, right. you yeah, and Remnik talk while yeah. I pull that. Hello. What's going? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> What uh? What are you up to? Talking about stars? Yeah, we're talking about astrology here. It's a, it's a pseudoscience, but it's also a science. You sound like you're being dragged along a little bit for this. Um, it was his idea, actually. I think it's pretty fun the way that like numerology yeah. and and other. I kind of like. I used to think it was very dumb, and I still think it's like obviously inaccurate. But oh. I think there's something interesting about using a different framework to kind of make sense of the world, if that makes sense. I have I have this pulled up. So what is your what is your date of birth? It is dating myself here. Uh, July fifteenth, nineteen ninety. Oh my gosh! Happy almost birthday. Uh yeah, I guess it's next week, right? Okay. Yeah, it's coming uh -huh. up. Yeah, I'll be 31. Yes. Okay, and do you know the time? I do. It was 4.44 a.m. I thought you were going to say 4.20. I was nice. like, ooh, okay. That's like I, the, the Jay-Z album. It's true, yeah. yeah. Um, and what city? What city? Oh, uh, New York. Okay. You have to check. You have to check. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because they need to know. Because they're doing, like, the coordinates. They're and, going. And the moon, too. And the moon. Yeah. Although it's hard in New York because the lights, you know. Oh, ooh, ooh, your chart has a cool triangle on it. Oh, my God. I'll send this to you, by the way, after. Um, yeah, it has, like, a cool triangle. Ours? Look at that red triangle. Look at that. Oh, my God. The next Messiah right here, people. I'm trying to show it to the Twitch. Look at that sexy triangle okay so well that was yeah earlier in the podcast you said kepler's theory was that jesus had a perfect star chart that every yeah that every planet was like in every sign was in the house of the planet that governed like because Mer so mercury so like, his would have just looked like a nice nice little like is this based on hedron. Christmas, or is this based on like whenever in July he was actually born? It's August. August. It was uh, someone who was born in August of the year seven. Of the year seven would have had this perfect. Kepler was just trying to like. He was winning brownie you know. points with the church. Yeah, he probably. was like Jesus. Uh, Jesus had a beautiful. He's like I've seen his chart. It's beautiful. He was doing that youth pastor thing where he's like, you know, who had a perfect star chart? Yeah. 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 Or he was like, Christ. Yeah. yeah. 
He's like, Jesus right. Christ. I said Jesus when I saw his chart. And he, or he's like, here's a model of the solar system. Please don't excommunicate me. And yeah. He put them both <laughs> together. He me. slid them across the <laughs> table. He was like, I, I, this and this. Yeah, he, he did a heavy handshake with the star chart. Um, okay, so. Alright. Your uh so your ascendant is in cancer, which yeah, your ascender ascendant is in cancer, and cancer rules the moon. So with cancer ascendant, you need to develop and refine your emotional life. Some people are so emotionally vulnerable they form a shell around them to protect their soul. They damn. Um the challenge is to find a way to use your sensitivity in order to ensure that you are not overburdened by it. Cancer Ascendant can be very surprised how many emotions are hidden underneath their calm and cool appearance. You should learn to live in accordance with your internal organic rhythms and currents. And then, yes. yeah, it says that the ruler of the Ascendant is the, is the moon. People, these people like to change the place where they live. They use their imagination. They succumb to their dreams, moon, moods, and the public. They and the public. They change their behavior according to the situation and identify themselves with their surroundings. Alex does look very cool right now. But there's yes. probably a, a bubbling in it. in one place my whole life. Like one city at least. Oh, so this says, it says like, so for example, planets describe the certain process of what is happening. For example, like Mars is the fighting planet. Saturn is the limiting planet. Jupiter is the expanding planet. So, like, whatever signs... <laughs> expanding planet. No, so, like, whatever signs are yeah. in that house, like, whatever's in your... Uh, whatever's in your Mars house is, like, how you like to fight. Whatever's in your Venus house is, like, how you like to love. I like to fight. Um, let me <laughs> tell you that. Take me to the Mars house. So, life. you're... Oh, not at... I would assume not at all because your, your Mars is in Taurus. So I'm assuming that you have to be very, per based upon that, I'm not even looking at this right now, this is off the books. Uh, based upon that, I'm assuming that that means that you, the rails. <laughs> you, you need to be provoked to fight. Let's see what it says. I would hope that most people need to be provoked to fight. Damn, I got it right. Okay, I am so good. I'm the next Walter Mercado. I'm not, I'm not at all. No, but okay. Leo and Mars could be like, you fight to get attention. Uh, people with Mars and Taurus don't like to waste time daydreaming. In other words, when they make plans, they're realistic and they'll accomplish what they plan. They proceed steadily with their material goals in life, and they use their patience and realistic approach to increase the value of their property or to secure a quiet place to live. They, they like stability, and they know that the secret um, lies in the fact that they themselves determine the stability what stability they need instead of blindly accepting the materialistic idea of society Ooh. yes i think i reflect some of that <laughs> um some of that certainly so was. oh yeah so the the that's what the planets are the sign oh what's the sign uh, Can we hear? Uh, oh yeah the, and the houses are the special areas of everyday life mm -hmm. so for example like Mars manifests in relationships in the seventh house. Um, employment is the sixth house. So planets show us what is happening. Signs show us how it's happening. And houses show us where it's happening. Just this, if, yeah. Uh, so if you, yeah, let's see. Alex's sun sign is the personality primary one. That's what I care about. Oh, well, we know his sun sign. But what is it? 
What is sun in Cancer? Um, the sun in Cancer. Cancer is ruled by the moon, which gives people born under the sign of m- emotional sensitivity. They're reserved and shy. Um, their reasoning, thinking, and behavior are very dependent on their mood, and this is the reason they like to depend on people with strong personalities and choose partners that they can lean on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I want to know, like, are what there any predictions? That, yeah. That so it does. Out? It does say, like, it does tell you, like, interesting things at the <sighs> end. I think what? Oh, Alex has a filter on. He has oh my god, he's a watermelon! Oh my gosh, I didn't see that in the cards. Um, we could have been watermelons this entire time. Ah, yeah, that's there, so. There's, there's a also in in. Oh my god, and now he's a cheese. He's just all triangle he's things. So I want to know what this like. What is the square thing? Oh, the the treen. So there's a yeah. That's like what that big ass triangle that's in your chart is. That's very shapes on the chart. Okay. Yeah, so when you have so if there's like basically if there's a triangle, I think that's like a good thing. It means that like they're like harmonious and if mm. there's a square that's like things are gonna be rough square it's a rough bad. square is bad <laughs> okay um but you have a big ass triangle which i think is very cool yeah i'll send this chart to you there's lunar nodes in there yeah there's, there's like nodes there's and it, this it really like explains what's going on um which mm-hmm. i love yeah i love like it, it really breaks it down but it might be boring for people who don't have do you have any other like question I, I can tell you about venus which i think is the, this is how you love. It's your sensuality, love, harmony, and pleasure. Yeah. So That's your cool. Venus yeah. is in, in Gemini. Um, Gemini is the sign of youth. <laughs> Don't tell me where to put my Venus. <laughs> they hate to say, oh my God, what does it say? <laughs> they hate to see a girl boss winning. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's incredible. Um, um, does it, is it important to know that my wife is Gemini? Does that add to the coolness of this oh that is pretty cool that's very cool yeah i think you okay so honestly i think you would have to know what her venus is to like really in in terms of natal charts you'd have to like look at what her venus is and like that would be you can also do a natal a chart for both of you that like this website will also like you could put both your your birth date's in, and it's like it's called your synchronicity or something, and it like does the birth chart for both of you. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, there's the Ola Alex Rivero. Oh, hi, Alex. There's a that's lot her, of Alexes that's her right Taurus. now. Yeah. Yeah. I got to out, guys, but this was fun. I'll send, I'll text you your chart, by the way, yeah. so you can see the so full, much. the full T. I'll see you soon. Okay. See you soon. Thanks for tuning Bye. in. Bye. Is he gonna remove? We've learned he a remove lot. himself? Let's see what your Venus, our Venus, our Veni. Show me you Venus. Okay. You Venus. Okay, what's your Venus in? We gotta like flip through this. So much. Woo! Okay. 
my flip through my dossier. Yes, your dossier. Ooh, my I, Venus is in Gemini, which is like So Venus symbolizes attractivity. Sign in which Venus is tells us what we are attracted to, and this enables us to give or receive love and affection. Okay, your Venus is in Virgo. The negative side is that it represents weakness and shallowness. Wait, what's what's what does that mean? My Venus is in Virgo. Can signal difficulties because love and beauty cannot coexist with analysis. So what ah! Oh my god, this is so spot on. Uh, I'm sorry for screaming. The result of analyzing love and art is the realization that one must accept secrets and stop analyzing them. These people have a very gentle and rare sense of distinction. I don't know what a gentle and rare sense of distinction is. <laughs> if people I think, with Venus wait. in Virgo decide to prefer inspiration, oh, wait, inspiration <laughs> over technology, they can <gasps> become unbeatable in appreciating, expressing, and maintaining the wonderful fragility of love and beauty. I'm uh, gagged. I have rolled off this couch and down the street. They their refined taste for social, emotional, artistic values during their systematic routine of searching for defects and removing them. As far as love and relationship are concerned, they undergo a process of purification, which removes unclean thoughts, feelings, <laughs> and values. Not really sure what's going on there. Because of this, they can become temporarily or permanently old bachelors or spinsters. I'm dead right now. I'm literally dead. The process of purification? What are you talking about? It me oh my god, this is so it's like because before you met me, you were like because I am perfect, oh. so like it's fine. Um but before wait, you met me, you wait, just one more point. Yeah. I, I also have a Venus in the second house. You have a penis in the second house? Which what does that mean? Venus in the second house represents a connection with security and material wealth. These people love their property, jewelry, clothes, yep. and accessories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. For the nice. listeners, he's wearing gold. <laughs> All gold. Um, every everything. The gold, the gold Leo ring. Okay. So my Venus, my, my penis is in Gemini. Mm -hmm. Wait, I thought your penis was Oh, his was Venus Gemini. was in Gemini. Alex's. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. Gemini is a sign of youth, and these people have a strong urge to prevent stagnation and maintain flexibility in their relationships. They believe that relationship without freedom is de deemed to fail. Venus and Gemini can be compared with love bud rather than love in full bloom, so it must be given the opportunity mm -hmm. to bloom. They like diversity, and they have a spark that is here to illuminate their love and their beloved partner. People with Venus and Gemini typically make friends and acquaintances easily. They like to meet people. Sexual and family relationships are their heart, but diverse social relationships are their lungs, and they breathe life into their being. Oh. Venus in this, uh, my Venus is in the seventh house. Okay. Uh, social people and who are harmonious and friendly. Marriage and friends play an important role in their success. Marriage usually brings wealth. Oh. <laughs> Snaps uh -oh. to that. Marrying, marrying into money, I see. Mm. Yes, because I'm very poor on paper. Mm -hmm. if, if you're listening, the government, I make nothing. I'm yes, winking. You're hiding all your podcast income. Yep. This position is favorable for jobs that require dealing with the public, such as psychology, sales, advertising, and so on, which is a very true. Yeah. All right. I, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves. I must say, like Jesus, I have a lot of signs in their like respective houses. Like I have a lot, actually. Can I see your chart? Yeah. 
<laughs> Mine has just a fat kind of square and then some like lines on the side. <laughs> it's not looking too good. Do you have oh, nice? You know what? Because I had these other. Yeah, I can show you. I'm like, I'm like rifling through. Me the chart. There it is. Oh, that's looking all right. Yeah, they come. Oh, because I had these other charts that didn't interpret anything except they did say a few things. They're they're like the same chart because yeah, okay. well, but um no, but it said Mercury. My Mercury's in Gemini. My Saturn in Capricorn. Pluto. You have wait. You have more paperwork for yeah. this episode. Yeah. Well, these were you the, have another another pamphlet. These were the old charts, oh. right? And so like, so it's they did they didn't interpret it, but they said little facts, and they said that my Mercury and Gemini, Saturn and Capricorn, Pluto and Scorpio are the signs of their in the signs of their rulership. That's like what Jesus's chart was too. With okay, um, it said that my my when I was born, the moon was a waxing gibbous moon, which is why I, apparently why I like uh, monkeys so much. Um, Forgiven. The air element is dominant dominant among the inner planets. Well, your sun. Many oh. of my planets are in retrograde when I, I was born. I did read. Oh, we should talk about retrograde real quick. Before you go, that yeah. is worth that is worth noting. Retrograde, and then also, um, I did read the inner planets, which is like Jupiter inward, are like the core of your being, whereas the outer planets are more like seasonal shifting things and external factors in your life. And then the moon tends to be associated with like daily occurrences. Oh, your it says your modes are are evenly distributed among the inner planets. Okay, and many planets of yours are in retrograde too. So what does it mean for a planet to be in retrograde? It means it looks like it's traveling backwards, like it's moonwalking. Because we constantly, you constantly hear about Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. Everyone's so it's like, it's... I like killed several people, but like Mercury was in retrograde and it wasn't yeah. my fault. Um, yeah. 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 That's exactly how it'd be like. So as we, we said earlier, when describing the solar system and the sun in the middle and the earth moving, and then your signs being all these other planets. So... Since the Earth is rotating around the Sun, and the other planets are rotating at different speeds, and sometimes are totally on the opposite side of the Sun, sometimes as the Earth is moving, it actually looks like a planet is moving backwards relative to Earth. Yeah, I just said it's moonwalking. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm going to moonwalk out of here. But there's a unique historical church aspect, too, because the Catholic Church would not let the astronomers present a heliocentric universe. So to explain the motions of the planets, there are all these alternative worse systems that they had to keep proposing that they knew weren't elegant. And that really upset the astronomers and astrologers because they were like, it's a solar system. It should be but... harmonious. There should be like a beautiful order to it. And we have to keep making these very crappy systems to but describe got... how the planets move. They got to stay alive. Yeah. Some of them. So retrograde <gasps> is the concept of... Uh, they said that, well, Earth is the center of the universe and all the planets move in circles, but that didn't match up with what they observed, so they had to come up with the concept of epicycles. So they're like, well, maybe they also move in circles that rotate backwards while they're in a larger circle moving forward, and then you needed sub-epicycles of, like, epicycles and epicycles. Can you imagine the amount of geometry and calculus these guys were doing? Almost um, as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. And this was pre- pre-calculators they're very good with the slide rule i would have i that would have killed like i would have just been like i'm dead i would have been the catholic church i would be like no math yeah <laughs> um yeah and then 
we talked about him earlier, but Kepler. Wait, but retro, but so retrograde, it happened. You said it happens all the time, like every like four times a year it happens. Yeah, it happens quite a lot because, again, it's just the apparent motion of of other planets. And Mercury is so much closer into the sun and has a faster orbit. So routinely, as the Earth is moving, it looks like Mercury is swinging the other direction. Yeah. Uh, as it's going sort of on the opposite side of the sun, it's swinging around behind it. But Mercury is mercurial, and so that's what it'd be like. I would know because my ruling, like a Gemini's ruling planet is Mercury. So... Shout I mean, out to Peter Mercury, another Gemini. But interesting take home from all of this stuff or whatever, right, is that astrology and the whole system depends not just on the fixed motion of all the planets compared to the sun when you were born. It's it's based on line of sight observations of other where other things are. So it's very much dependent on the observer. Which is also why the time of day matters, because you're on a planet that's spinning around so that also affects where yes, things are. Yes, the time that you were born. They will do it. has its own mini satellite. They will do it if yeah. you if you don't know though. That's like the thing. If you don't yeah. know the exact time, they'll give you the closest. Yeah, they'll the do like an average. Yeah, position. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll do a little average situation for you, Miss um, Cleo. Should we? Talk? Oh yeah, and let's wrap up with the the hilarious <gasps> tale of Miss Cleo. Oh yeah, so Miss Cleo, I know her from like I think it's like a Captain Crunch commercial where she was like why was she in a serial well because she's an actor Mm. she went to acting school she's from the u.s a lot of people a lot of people know her as like the jamaican yeah did you see the late night commercials i'm too young to have seen those yeah that's why that's why i know her from captain crunch and um, but I, I obviously, it's been like memed. So I do know of the commercial. I know of them, but I'm not, I didn't see them in real time. So these were commercials. If you, when you were, if you're my age and when you were in like, uh, yeah, when, when you were like 12 or 14 or whatever, and you were staying up late, like your friends were over it's and like Saturday 10. night, Saturday night live would end. And then like local television and even cable at that time was just sort of a graveyard of programming. Like old episodes of MASH would play. They just had no idea what to put on the air. They would just replay the news. And then in between, because it's so cheap to buy commercial airtime then, there were all these amazing infomercials, including Miss Cleo, which was a, like a Psychic oh, Friends Network I have, hotline I have service. one here. But the character played by Miss Cleo is unforgettable because she's sort of like a... Here, I have it right yeah, here. This... Right this here. insistent Jamaican woman who really Don't wants to help really you. Want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. Ah! Right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. <laughs> solely searching for the. So she uses cards though. She's actually doing tarot. Oh, oopsie! I fast forward. I fast forwarded and then I zoomed in. But you get the idea. Yeah. She's she's like the Miss Cleo DNA test. But it's kind of a Jamaican tarot thing. She's like burning incense. Hello, darling. This is Miss Cleo coming to you live from our show. Oh, this was like a Saturday Night Live one. Okay. Oh, that was Mad TV. Sorry. Okay. You get the idea. Um, so that's the character. So yeah. what you found out is that the backstory was this was actually run by some terrible corporation. Yeah, the Psychic Friends <laughs> Network. 
which you should know better. God damn it, you should know better. She was just a spokeswoman for. She was, and apparently you would like never actually get through to Miss Cleo. Like, no one knows if anyone has actually spoken to Miss Cleo, like for real, because when you would, you know, she did these advertisements for it, but they were a 900 number, not an 800 number. So 900 number, you start paying like immediately, like even as the phone is like ringing, you're paying. Yes, 900 numbers are are famous for their aggressive pricing strategy. And as you said, the dispute process, when a 900 number overcharges your credit card or whatever else or has hidden charges, is that you have to call the 900 number and get charged as you argue with them. Yes. And so the that's what the Psychic Friends Network was. And they would just, like, keep you on the line as long as pot. Like, there were a bunch of actors. They really loved drag queens, too. If you were a drag queen, they would, like, definitely give you a job. I guess their voices, like, translated well to psychic. Because they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but to yeah. be fair, Miss, Miss Cleo is advertising tarot readings there. Yes. Which is a whole different... Uh, all different. Yeah, that's not even sight. Yeah, she. Yeah, that's I guess they the wanted you to think. They're like, all right, here's a deck of playing cards. Shuffle it into the phone. Well, as we played at the beginning of the episode, Walter Mercado also had a tie-in with the. It wasn't. He wasn't Psychic Friends Network. It was a very similar sounding one though. Oh yeah, and he got his like identity got taken. Yeah. So be, yeah. he he claimed that. Uh, it's true, though. Okay. It, it was out of his hands, and his manager did it. And Well, he signed a contract because he he's contract, so nice. Or he believed that they were actually training the psychics who could to do astrology readings, and he believed in astrology and that it was, like, a legit thing, but it turned out they were just hiring drag queens who had good voices on the yeah. phone who weren't doing the astro- astrological readings. But... Yeah, depends what you want to argue. But it, I think it's funny because she, she said that she was... she. She's an actor and she wanted to, she had like a play and she, um, I think it was like in Chicago or something. And she, everyone that she hired for the play, she told them that if they invested in like the play, which is weird, like the actors had to invest in the play uh, and the play was like about her. That's not really how plays are supposed to work. But she's like, I promise I'll pay you back when the play makes money. And then like it didn't, she didn't pay them back. And she had to, like, flee town. And th- she wanted a dramatized, like, version of her life. So she was just from America. But she made the character in the play be from Jamaica. And I guess because her parents were from Jamaica. So she made it, like, Jamaican immigrant story. Her, and Her full name, by the way, is Yuri Del Harris. That's a dope name. I would have gone with that. And then when she went to the Psychic Friends Network because she was an actor looking for work, um, they were like, we love this Jamaican character. Like, please do that. And she originally wanted to do like, she's like, can I do voodoo? Because like, I'm, I know how to do it or whatever. And they were like, no. (laughs) They were like, people won't like that. Um, Yeah. But then, oh, this, yeah, the Psychic was it the psychic readers or was it the psychic friends? Because one of them, you know, yeah, they I'm had to like... Up, I'm pulling up some notes, but it is funny that I forgot about this. She, the play you're mentioning where she like stiffed the other actors, which like led her to like fleeing to New York and getting the job as Miss Cleo. Uh, she told, yeah, the cast of her productions were never paid. And she told her cast members she had bone cancer, which is in Oh, quotes. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know what's crazy? She ended up dying of cancer. Like when oh. she did die, she died in 2016 of of like a cancer, very quick cancer. I wonder if it was bone cancer. No, it was like it was like um uterine. It was like uterine mm. cancer, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so that eventually the the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, cracked down on the two guys who actually ran the company, Stephen Fetter and Peter Stotts. Um, basically for like there's nothing wrong with running a telemarketing scheme you just can't like then defraud the people in the telemarketing scheme you can like oh, if yeah, you provide them with real psychic advice and charge the money for it that's one thing but they were like purposely inflating bills and committing fraud yeah and they also sometimes they wouldn't pay the employees like they the, the pay structure was very like complicated too on yeah. that end but they definitely paid Miss Cleo. So there were a number of lawsuits, although a later report from Consumer Affairs said that many customers were satisfied with the service. Well, that's the other thing, because Miss Cleo then wrote like a tell-all book, and she said that there were like, there were like, she claims to have spoken to people, even though we don't know if that's actually true. And she said that there were, that most of the people were like older and they just wanted someone to talk to. Oh yeah, and she was in... I can't have any commercial. French toast crunch. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And the, the Psychic Readers Network intervened on the basis that they owned the character of Miss Cleo. We we own everything. I guess so. Yeah. So there you go. French toast crunch. Yeah. Well, she's like, it's delicious. I, I She like is over the bowl and she's like, I predict <laughs> this is going to so be she delicious. she was doing like a caricature of her her yeah, because she wants, she's like a, a, a hustler, you know? You know? Um, but yeah, Walter Mercado, much better person and like awesomer and like you should read it. Yeah. Watch well, yeah. it. Read and, it. Read it. Watch astrology it. Astrology instead of cards. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I suppose that answers every question that all of our viewers had about astrology. Yes. So we're happy to. Uh... If you have any more, you can call us at 900. <laughs> Happy to happy to teach you all yet again. Um, yeah, so we will. Oh, let's plug. Let's plug. There's comedy at Secret Loft on Friday with pizza, and then if you want to go after the comedy to see me at the Slipper Room late night, you can have a double feature. I predict it will be a great night. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about something. Next week, we'll have a new question block topic for you. And then uh, next weekend, uh, we're going to have a, a party at Secret Loft. Yes! Secret Loft. All stars. <laughs> Get Looks it? Like our background. It does. It's the best of the best. But yeah, it's our, uh, yeah, most of our our regular DJs, our like, best aerialists, um, yeah, our best lighting directors all together doing a show one show together. for you and you're the best if you come so you'll also be an all-star so get tickets there's there's links there's links, links on our on our instagram secret loft nyc there's links the stars will find you with the links yeah. if you need so them i'm gonna have walter mercado play us out for those okay. who didn't hear the intro they can hear walter mercado again need answers concerned about a loved one need career or love advice Hi, I am Walter Mercado. Thanks for making the Psychic Friends Network the most popular psychic phone service in the entire world. All new, all improved.
all-knowing. That's right, the legend is back. Anytime, anywhere, you can connect with the Psychic Friends Network. Take out your cell phone and text the word FUTURE to 22428. You will be connected instantly to your very own gifted personal psychic friend. Still the best psychics now at the best prices. Millions of people just like you have turned to the Psychic Friends Network for answers and advice. Get help finding the love, money or career you deserve. Text the word FUTURE to 22428. Satisfaction guarantee.